1: I can't go on. Hi, folks, I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on February the 1st, 2010. For newcomers, look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Scroll down on the front page of the website and look at all the other sites I have up there. Bookmark them for future use once in a while. The big ones go down. And you're left with these other ones to draw from. So you can almost get the latest shows if you have them bookmarked. And it's cutting through the Remember, uh, cutting through the Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.ca and there's cutting through Alan Watt sentient sentinel.eu. The EU site is a European site. You can download the same audios, but you can go into the transcript section and choose from the various languages of Europe, and download quite a lot of the shows I've given in the past over the years. It's, uh, it's quite a good site. I like that one. And also, remember that you are the listeners who bring me to you. Most hosts get paid by advertisers, and they bring the advertisers on once in a while. They have to do that, and they get paid for it. So it's up to you to keep me going. The ads on this show are paid directly by the advertisers too rbn radio station for this program for the broadcast for the satellite and all the rest of it for their equipment their staff and uh, their bills everybody gets bills so therefore it's up to you to keep me going go into cutting through the website see what i have for sale and you can either buy the books and discs that I have, i've written or you can donate it's up to you and the u.s remember personal check is accepted in canada You can also send an international postal money order from your post office. You can buy it there. Stress International, though. And you can use Western Union or MoneyGram or Cash or PayPal. Remember, PayPal you can also use if you want to purchase uh, the stuff I have on on the website. Just send a separate email along with the, the, the PayPal payments, and I'll get it out to you. Abroad, it's the same thing. Outside the Americas, Western Union, MoneyGram, PayPal, uh, or Cash. Very simple. And for those who get the discs burned and passed to them, they don't uh, use a computer, but so they get them passed to a lot of meetings and so on. Uh, they play them on their CD players. You can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, Site41, Box4, Estair, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P as in Peter, 3, E as in Elizabeth, 4, N as in Nora, 1. P3E, 4N, 1. And, you know, when you just turn your mind back on what you have observed in your lifetime, it's astonishing, really, it's utterly astonishing to to see uh, many years ago, how the world was being brought together by forces, forces which were associations, well-funded, all to, all to bring the world together into regional blocks, plus into this world governmental system. And it's so funny, even when they, they publish world government from the top... Uh, even at the end of World War II, they had so many books churned out from people at the United Nations talking about the goal is to establish a world government, and so on we 've had lots of articles since come out we 've had uh, tony blair we 've had Gordon Brown from Britain, the Prime Ministers use these this term in their opening speeches at major meetings and, and yet, when you use the same term, they laugh at you they 'll laugh at you as some kind of nutcase. It's, it's quite an amazing phenomenon in psychology that this trick can be used while they can say something when it suits them and laugh at you when you use their very words and actually quote their statements. We think we are a rational people and we think that uh, we are logical people but you don't realize... Hi folks, I am Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix just talking before the break there how we think we're so rational and yet how many people do you know who also think they're rational who've agreed with you on certain points and perhaps even brought information forward years ago to do with what was happening, what's coming and so on who've completely forgotten all about it and they've just adapted into the new system and don't want to even talk about it anymore but they adapted into it so much so they can blot out the fact that at one time uh, they, were, they were cluing in as to the big things which were happening in the world. So we're, we're not as rational as we really think. Or uh, we, we forget that we're very prone to subtle brainwashing and overt brainwashing, which comes constantly through uh, novels, media, Uh, entertainment. It's through everything. There's nothing you can watch now in a movie that doesn't bring in global warming. It doesn't matter what the subject of the movie is. um, You'll see all the same talk topics mentioned over and over again. And that's by deliberation. Nothing goes into a movie without being debated by staffs of people, whole big staffs of people. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not one single word even. Everything is, is analyzed and dissected and and cut out and interjected and so on. That's how precise things are. So therefore, you always have politics uh, politics being played and promoted through everything, uh, all kinds of communication, really all communication, to be honest with you. And we take so much for granted, especially to do with the basic necessities of life, uh, part of the reason is that we're, we rush through our lives. We've been taught to rush through our lives. We've also been taught to be happy and not to look at anything too seriously. That's, that's a factual thing to do. Uh, leave it to the experts. They'll always take care of big problems for us. We should be playing ourselves and enjoying ourselves. Because of that, we're utterly ignorant. But um, someone had sent me a disc recently to do with the food industry, and I didn't realize that, uh, McDonald's, the big, the big chain McDonald's, because they were the biggest purchasers of ground beef and, uh, and other types of meats, started to dictate to the packers. And then you had a cartel of packers, which got smaller and smaller and smaller. There's only two main packers today. And then of course they start dictating to the, to the breeders through the packers what kind of meat they're going to purchase and it's got to have these various chemicals because it suits the way they can prepare it fast and all the rest of it everything has been altered everything has been altered and who would have thought that uh, a fast food chain would have that kind of power we, never, uh, we don't clue into these things until we're told the facts of who buys most of the beef and so on then we all have to follow suit and they've added so many different things over the years uh, to make the meats cook even better and faster, etc., for them. But they've also added an awful lot of chemicals, hormones, and all the rest of it. Everything has been tampered with. Everything out there has been tampered with. It's astonishing. And now, of course, they're going ahead with the nanotechnology. And uh, there's an article in the, the Independent today to do with this uh, nanotechnology in food. Uh, Actually, it's it's, uh, February the 1st, 2010, Monday today. Spray-on miracle could revolutionize manufacturing. Well, it's a a kind of spray-on silicone film. that can literally be used against so many things, all food preparation purposes, all fabrics, and so on. And it's supposed to be able to do away with disinfecting these surfaces altogether because it doesn't let bacteria or virus through. Uh, but you can go on and, on and on with it. But it's also going to be, as I say, um, used in all foods uh, preparation um, places and so on. So it will be in the food as well. Then you jump from there and you go into this article here. It says here, it's from Health Freedom Alliance. It says, if you liked bovine growth hormone, you love beta agonists. And this article here says... Um, While researchers and scientists invested the cause of her diabetes, obesity, asthma, and ADHD epidemics, they should ask why the FDA approved a livestock drug banned in 160 nations and responsible for hyperactivity, muscle breakdown, and 10% mortality in pigs. According to Angry Farmers, who phoned the manufacturer, the beta-agonist ractopamine, uh, a repartitioning agent that increases protein synthesis, was recruited for livestock use when researchers found the drug, which is used in asthma, made mice more muscular, says Beef Magazine. But unlike the growth-promoting antibiotics and hormones used in livestock, which are withdrawn as the animal nears the slaughtering period, ractopamine is started as the animal nears the slaughter. It's the reverse. As much as 20% of palein given to pigs for the last 28 days Optiflex, given to cattle their last 28 to 42 days and Tomax, given to turkeys their last 7 to 14 days remains in consumer meat, says author and well-known uh, veterinarian Michael W. Fox. Though banned in Europe, Taiwan and China more than 1,700 people were poisoned from eating palein fed pigs since 1998, says the Sichuan Port Trade Chamber of Commerce Rectopamine is used in 45% of U.S. pigs. It says Alanco Animal Health, which manufactures all three products. How does a drug marked not for use in humans, individuals with cardiovascular disease, uh, should exercise special caution to avoid exposure, how does it get into the food? It says use protective clothing, impervious gloves, protective eyewear, and NIOSH-approved dust masks uh, to become safe... uh, and for handling, etc, how does that get into your food, this kind of stuff right? the same way Al- alanco 's other two blockbusters still which is a dial, it's a dioethyl it 's still bistrol, which is a female type hormone or DES, which is now withdrawn, and Posilac or bovine growth hormone BST brought from bought from monsanto Monsanto again, big clout, you see in two thousand and eight became part of the nation 's food supply. Shameless corporate lobbying. A third of meetings on the Food Safety and Inspection Service's public calendar in January 2009 were with Alanco, a division of Eli Lilly. Well know about Eli Lilly, or about ractopamine. In fact, in 2002, three years after Palin's approval, the FDA's Center for Veterinary Medicine Office of Surveillance and Compliance accused Alanco of withholding information about safety and effectiveness and adverse animal drug experiences upon which ractopamine was approved in a 14-page warning letter. And on and on it goes. But anyway, what I'm saying is, we have no idea. We take everything for granted, and I've said this for so long, especially when you live in the country. Uh, you find that so many people now today, especially the city folk, uh, won't eat anything, any game meat at all, it's gotta come from the supermarket uh, and it's gotta be under that nice uh, bright light and under the, the glass in the supermarket. It's gotta be properly packaged and shiny, that shiny cellophane stuff over it. So they think it's clean and hygienic and all the rest of it. But what they're buying really is a compound of chemicals and hormones and all the rest of it. That's what they're getting. And those same people would never ever eat uh, venison or moose or rabbits that was prepared uh, at home. They'd never eat it. It shows you how we're, we're odd as human creatures, how we, we are predictable from the top, because they do studies in all of this. Psychology and behavioral psychology is the greatest science of all to at the top. They've got to use it for every product that's made. And they'll wean you from good stuff into the, the bad stuff, and then make you think the bad stuff is good for you. And we think we're rational beings. Are we? Are we really rational beings? it's astonishing it's true there's a guy living around here who's a, an Indian uh, Ojibwe and he he traps beaver uh, for the local government because they create dams and flood the highways and um, I don't think he's been in a supermarket in his entire life uh, everything is game food that he eats all game food doesn't need cash doesn't need to go in there and buy this rubbish and get the best uh, from the stuff he's catching all around him. Healthy as can be, too, in all kinds of weather. Not like ours. But we are, we've are we been conned, 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 conned by big, big, big business. And, of course, they, they also get together at the top with these big businesses like cartels, and get acts pushed through that, again, further uh, scrub out the smaller farmers that used to be all over the place. Every town had farmers around about them, and most of them are gone because they can't afford all the different fees and licensing and laws, etc., put out uh, on them by the environmentalists and all the rest of it. All done by design. Who can who can afford to, to hire banks of lawyers and writers to deal with the, uh, the the taxes and with the government stipulations? Only the big boys. They can get banks of them, no problem, and write that cost off to, down to their taxes. But the small guy can't. He can't spend all his day filling in forms and so on. All done by design. But remember, too, what the United Nations said years ago. They said that uh, farming was too important to be left to farmers. In this big world order, you can see how it's been set up, and and in fact you find the Marxists talking about this at the turn of the 20th century, that they saw no reason why eventually one factory should not produce all the furniture for all the people and for a whole country. One factory could, could produce all the shoes for the whole country. They called that efficiency, but no choice, you see. And we have China producing everything now for the entire planet. that's also by design. And you think you're still uh, uh, running in a capitalist-type system. The two of them work together, as you did in the Soviet Union, by the way. Well, that's the music coming in, and I'll be back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. We've watched farce after farce uh, to do with security since 2001. Some countries saw it before 2001. Britain tried to bring in the ID cards uh, at about 1998, I think it was, but the people didn't go for it at that time. They needed something to happen to get it all rolling forward. And being the lucky lotto pickers they are, they, they won with September the 11th, 2001. But since then, they're on a roll, and big business is on a roll. And one of the biggest businesses, too, is security. We don't realize that there so many, there are actually international security forces, private corporations, lots of business out this. Never mind the guys that are churning out the, the gadgets and the, the machines for airports. and You know, they're even putting fences up and barbed wire at some of them for the ferry crossings across Canada. Believe it or not never even had this in World War Two, but we've got it today. Everybody's getting in on the act to make bucks. But we've watched the scans. We went from, from pat down and all the rest of it and holding your pants up to humiliate you and get you used to obeying Big Brother and walking without any shoes on uh, to getting patted down. Then, then to, the, the scans came in. They can scan you now and look at you in the nude and nobody bats an eyelid. And, of course, that's not far enough. And I, I said at the time I quipped about it, uh, they won't be happy to they're giving you a complete physical uh, with, with um, doctors and all the rest of it. Which isn't a bad idea when you think about it. Because in countries like Canada, where you can't get a doctor in a lot of places outside the main cities, it's under Agenda 21, they closed all the little hospitals down. And if you have to go to the main cities to get anything. And even then, they're so overcrowded, you might wait months to see a doctor about anything, even just for a visit. Um, so it's a good idea, having all this stuff at the airport. Because now, if you're really clever in Canada, you can go there, and they'll, they'll give you a complete check-up. They'll look down your throat, into your stomach. They'll look up your rear. Uh, and just ask for a copy and take it back. To, and then just go to the hospital with that. Then you've got the report right there. It'll save you time, save you years, actually. So it's not a bad idea. This article here is along that subject and it's from Mail Online. Uh, January the 30th. Terrorists plan to attack. I knew this would come on Britain with bombs inside their bodies to foil new airport scanners. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I'm not kidding. You can just imagine gynecologists there. And and the big guys were to get their a a colonoscopy, too, for your re-rend and all the rest of it. You can see all these professionals being there. So it's not a bad idea, as I say, for a a, a third-rate medical system like Canada. So it says here, um, Britain is facing a new Al-Qaeda. Oh, Al-Qaeda, terror threat from suicide body bombers with explosives surgically inserted inside them. Until now, terrorists have attacked airlines, underground trains and buses, by secreting bombs in bags, shoes, or underwear to avoid detection. Oh, what a joke, eh? Because everything just happens on cue. They've got these things ready to go, these machines. All they need is the incident. And bingo, they always seem to get it. And it's always a ludicrous incident too, isn't it? It says... um, but an operation by MI5, oh, has uncovered evidence, which we'll never get to hear about. The Al-Qaeda, you know, this big mystical, strange thing that is it's a big abstract thing in the ether somewhere. Al-Qaeda, as soon as you mention the name, that's all you need now, is planning a new stage in its terror campaign by inserting surgical bombs inside people for the first time. Maybe we should go all over to, to Afghanistan for operations. It seems that they must have damn good surgeons over there. It's another thing for Canadians. Keep that in mind. It says here, Security services believe, security services, the guys that are making the big bucks, believe the move has been prompted by the recent introduction at airports of body scanners, which are designed to catch terrorists before they board flights. (laughs) What a joke. I mean, that that guy with the underwear, you know. (laughs) I mean, he was helped on the plane with no passport by a very important person, but that's never mentioned. So <laughs> it's, all, it's all baloney. But anyway, I'll carry on with the nonsense. It is understood MI5 became aware of the threat after observing increasingly vocal internet chatter on Arab websites this year. The warning comes in the wake of the failed attempt by, and again they go through that Nigerian Umar Farouk, etc., to blow up an airliner approaching Detroit on Christmas Day. A leading source, they don't even need names anymore, you just need to export experts on anything, eh? A leading source added, and before that, says security sources, before that, security experts. There's no, no names involved anymore, just, we're all trained and conditioned, like, like Pavlov's dogs, to respond to these terms, aren't we? It says, a leading source added that male bombers would have the explosive secreted near their appendix or in their buttocks, while females would have the material placed inside their breasts, in the same way as (laughs) figure-enhancing implants. (laughs) Experts said the explosive PETN uh, would be placed in a plastic sachet sachet inside the bomber's body before the wound was stitched up like a normal operation incision and allowed to heal. (laughs) You can imagine them sitting there and the smoke comes out of their ears, eh? (laughs) Before the bang. This is like something from a comedy. A shaped charge of 8 ounce of PTETN can penetrate 5 inches of armour and would easily blow a large hole in an airliner. Security sources, here we go again, I like these definitions, said the explosives would be detonated by the bomber using a hypodermic syringe to inject TATP triacetone triperoxide through their skin into the explosive sachet. So when, when he's sitting there, and he's trying to stick this thing, or stick this into or the woman's trying to stick this into her breast. It's a good tip. It was happening back with more after this break.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. I just had to laugh at the last article because they have, again, teams of, of these MI5 guys sitting dreaming up what, what they could possibly do. What would they do themselves? And they came up with all these ridiculous scenarios. And to be honest with you, you'd have to stop everyone flying altogether if you wanted total safety. But the idea of women having implants in their breasts and then you have to stick a hypo into it, beware now. Beware if you see uh, a mother on there and she's got a child with her. It looks a bit fake, very still. And she starts feeding it and taps it to, to, to you know, break the wind at the back. She's popping in the syringe. That's what's ha- is coming out of its mouth. Be careful. Be on the lookout for that one. But they should get better writers for MI5. And that's all I can say. Now, geopolitics is something we're always out of the loop with because we get events as they start to happen visibly to us. Even then major events can happen and it's kept quiet from the public. Even all the little wars they can have going on for years that we know nothing about. When your own countries are involved in them, maybe even started them up. But... um, but geopolitics, as I say, it's always a far-range plan in geopolitics. It's not a matter of uh, let's go into this country uh, because they've got uh, they've got something uranium or something like the Congo. That's why most of the stuff happens in the Congo forever. The, the high uranium content, or they've got oil, uh, and, and leave it at that. No, they're always going on about who would attack after that and after that and after that. That's how you get hegemony, which means total power or control over all these areas, regions, or countries. And that really is a strategy of the so-called um, the empirical uh, dominant country uh, for its time period. Britain, remember, has an alliance with, with the U.S. to basically further an empire, a global-type empire. And it was started a long time ago. We see the Cecil Rhodes Foundation that uh, merged with the Lord Alfred Milner Group, became the Royal Institute for International Affairs-Council Dash on Foreign Relations for America. And their job was to take over, uh, the early members to take over the resources, all the resources across the entire world. And they, they set in the, the League of Nations to become the United Nations to bring in this world empire based on the British Empire. Why, why waste the fact that Britain already had an empire at that time? You build on it. You use a nucleus and you build on it and complete it. And that really is what it's all about. The writers themselves from the Royal Institute of International Affairs have written about this copiously over the last oh, 50, 60 years or more. So when we read articles like this one, U.S. to boost missile presence in the Gulf as warning to Iran, this is not a warning, folks. This is them getting set up for an invasion of Iran. That's why you do that. That's the real reason behind it. They've had. Remember, there's no difference between changes of the House, as they call it, of Congress. There's no, there's no um, changes that happens in policies. They don't toss out uh, op- opposition laws and bills that were put in before they came in they keep them going you'll notice that doesn't matter who gets in if there truly were opposing parties they'd chuck out the old ones and bring in new laws and they sign all these treaties with the united nations as they go along they've never reneged on them there's never been a party came in and says well we wouldn't have done that therefore we're tearing it up never happens so when they go ahead with Iran, you know it's part of the same strategy as the Bush crowd were going to do uh, because in the the group that comprised of the the, poli- the Council for the Policy of the New American Century group with all the countries lined up that they had to attack and take over, starting with uh, uh, Afghanistan, then Iraq, then Iran, and then Syria. It's the same agenda that's still going on today. So this article here is from theguardian.co.uk. U.S. boosts missile presence in Gulf as warning to Iran. Pentagon expands Patriot missile program across the Middle East after Tehran repeatedly spurns hand of diplomacy. Now, that's not true because they've allowed all the U.N. inspectors in. Same stuff as we saw, the same format as we saw with Iraq. And we had, was it was it Spitz? The guy's name was from the United Nations He was was always in the newspapers. He was always sitting by the UN with his teams. They never found any weapons of mass destruction in Iraq before the war. But that wasn't good enough because the agenda was to invade them anyway. Well, it's the same thing that's going on here. January uh, the 31st. uh, The Obama administration is intensifying pressure on Iran by increasing its missile defense in the Middle East to defend against potential missile strikes in the region by Tehran, It emerged today. The U.S. military has boosted the capability of land-based Patriot defensive missiles in several Arab nations in the Gulf, and one official told the Associated Press the Navy was also increasing the presence of ships capable of knocking out hostile missiles in flight. The move, reported in several U.S. newspapers this morning, appears to be a deliberate attempt by the White House to ratchet up pressure on Iran ahead of attempts to increase sanctions against the country. Well, sanctions, you know, is the first move, then in comes the hardware in preparation for the invasion. Uh, this is standard procedure for invasion. It says the U.S. is reappraising its Iran policy after months of unsuccessful diplomatic moves and is attempting to win broad international consensus for sanctions against the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, believed to control a covert nuclear arms program. I like how they say believed. Uh, it's not really a legal term. Uh, it's like uh, known, for instance. It says bel- it's a way out for them after this is all over. And it says a lot of this was reported in the New York Times uh, recently. Last week in his State of the Union speech, uh, Barack Obama spoke of consequences if Iran failed to comply with UN demands to stop nuclear fuel production. Now, they've already admitted this, this, this production there, but it's for all the countries in the West to use nuclear facilities for their electrical power. And the UN's already admitted that they aren't making weapons-grade stuff in Iran. But that won't make any difference. The agenda is the agenda. Let's say the um, project for a new American century had those lists of countries on it. Whether they like it or not, it wouldn't matter who's running the countries they'd still get demonized and invaded and and that's that it's a policy and we little people at the bottom will never ever ever get the truth from the big boys at the top never ever ever it's a big noble lie as they say it's for everyone's good but they would understand it so if they lie to them (laughs) that's how it's done Agenda 21. It's an interesting article because people keep asking about Agenda 21. It's the United Nations Agenda 21. This was written October 28, 2009. It's from the American Thinker. It's talking about what it is. And it says, "Most, Most Americans are unaware that one of the greatest threats to their freedom may be a United Nations program known as Agenda 21. The United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs Division for sustainable development, sustainable development created Agenda 21 as a sustainability agenda which is arguably an amalgamation of socialism and extreme environmentalism brushed with anti-American, anti-capitalist overtones. A detailed history on sustainable development definitions and critical actions can be found and you have all the links on the side. I'll put all these these articles I'm talking about tonight up on my website at the end of the show cuttingremutix.com. But uh, you see agenda twenty one because so many people were talking about it, who had understood it on radio stations such as this, uh, was, was getting a bad name. People were starting to be educated what it was, going, was all about, so they had to start changing some of the terms they were using when they referred to it. It says the preamble in chapter 28 described how Agenda 21 should be implemented at a local level. It's from national, international, down to local. The United Nations purposely recommends, listen to this, the United Nations purposely recommends avoiding the term Agenda 21 and suggests a cleverly named alternative called smart growth. You've heard that, haven't you, smart growth? Ads on TV, that's Agenda 21, because uh, they they suggested, that means they ordered people to use alternative names. It says the United Nations Millennium Papers, and the links on this uh, site too, issue 2, page 5, says this, says this of Agenda 21 and Smart Growth. This is United Nations' own writing here, uh, and advice to their members. Participating in a United Nations advocated planning process would be very likely very likely bring out many of the conspiracy-fixated groups and individuals in our society, such as the National Rifle Association, Citizens' Militias, and some members of Congress. This segment of our society who fear one-world governments and the United Nations invasion of the United States through which our individual freedom would be stripped away, would actively work to defeat any elected official who joined the conspiracy by undertaking LE21. So we call our process something else, such as comprehensive planning, growth management, or smart growth. That's from the United Nations' own site. That's their advice to their own members. So if you talk about it, you're a conspiracy nut. Now, it doesn't say in in a little bit of advice there that they're not going to bring in a world government. It says, this segment of our society who fear one-world governments. We're not supposed to fear it, you see which is also an admission. This is undoubtedly residents of any town, county, or city in the United States that treasure their freedom, liberty, and property rights couldn't care less whether it's called Agenda Agenda 21 or smart growth. A recent example of this can be found in Carroll County, Maryland, where a smart growth plan called Pathways, that's another term they're using, Pathways, was drafted by the County Planning Department, The plan, if enacted, proposed a breathtaking reshuffling of land rights. What did they do about land rights? With pathways and smart growth, rezoning of thousands of acres of beautiful low-density agricultural farmland and protected residential conservation land into office parks, downzoning of agriculture land to prevent future subdivision by farmers, upzoning of low-density residential land around small towns into higher-density zoning to permit the construction of hundreds, or possibly thousands, of inclusive housing units, including apartments and condominiums, inclusive housing with placement of multi-family construction on ill-fill lots with existing residential single-family communities, etc., etc. This is Carroll County, Maryland, is one of 1,160 cities, towns, and countries are counties worldwide that are members of the International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives, Local Governments for Sustainability, which is an international association of local governments as well as national and regional local government organizations that have made a commitment to sustainable development. See, they've bypassed everything Congress, state level, right down to your local level by creating all these organizations that then tell the local councils what to do. The ICLEI mission statement closely resembles that of Agenda 21. In fact, the ICLEI has special consultative status with the United Nations Economic and Social Council and coordinates local government representations in the UN processes, uh, which led to um, representation in the UN to the Agenda 21. And they have these special community leaders, unelected community leaders, That's how the world is run by these Soviet style non-governmental organizations, all under the direction of the United Nations. And they're working steadily across the whole world, taking all your rights away, bypassing all discussion and governmental level and all departments until they have achieved what they want. Very, very clever very clever, but then they have multi-billions and trillions of dollars to back them. They have full-time staff working to to lobby, etc., and set up these groups. An end run around the Constitution was what one guy in the Council on Foreign Relations says. They wouldn't hit it head-on. They just go around it. Well, that's exactly what they've been doing for years and years and years. Years and years and years. And then Obama has announced the government greenhouse gas emissions targets. People thought that, uh, nothing was going to come out of the Copenhagen Treaty. I said, not at all. Uh, they'll agree to agree on all the next stuff that comes up. That's what they agreed upon, to sign everything into law. And this is this article here. I'll put this up on my site as well. It says it's by Juliet Elperin and Anne E. Combolt. President Obama set greenhouse gas emission targets to the federal government announcing Friday that it would aim to reduce its emissions by 28% in 2020. As the largest enemy, uh, I was going to say enemy, energy consumer in the United States, we have a responsibility to American citizens to reduce our energy use and become more efficient. How cleverly that's worded, isn't it? Again, by these PR specialists that work for the government. So they make it sound it's on behalf of you. You're good, right? As the largest energy consumer in the United States, we have a responsibility to American citizens to reduce our energy use and become more efficient, Obama said in a statement. Our goal is to lower costs, reduce pollution, and shift federal energy expenses away from oil and towards local green, clean energy. Now, they've already admitted before many other articles, it costs an awful, awful lot more for you, to use to buy that energy, uh, if you go green, as they say, go green. <laughs> and they also say that for every job created through greening, uh, two other jobs are lost. And that's a fact as well when you look into the all the other ways you supply electricity. This is the White House estimated a savings of $8 billion to $11 billion in energy costs, and Nancy Sutley, who chairs the White House Council on Environmental Quality, Estimated that it would amount to reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 88 million metric tons by 2020 Equivalent to taking 17 million cars off the road for one year They keep bringing up this kind of rubbishy kind of statistics, isn't it? Don't they? I mean, 88 million metric tons They they don't even go by measuring any carbon What they do is see how much energy is going to be used That's how they work out this fake carbon figure that's why you're going to pay for everything, you, every jewel of energy that you burn, you're going to pay through the nose for it. Big time. It says the initiative, subtly told reporters, will hold the federal government accountable for leading by example. <laughs> These are the guys that just put trillions into the banks that just the the country and the world. Uh. Uh, it says but it 's not as sweeping as it could have been, or in other words he 's telling you it 's not as bad, so we should be the of relief and be grateful. It does not for instance include emissions that stem from activity or, or federal suppliers or from federal employees' communities and While the defense department pledged Friday to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in non combat areas thirty four percent by two thousand and twenty this pledge does not include combat operations which account for sixty two percent of the department 's carbon footprint have you ever watched these Hollywood movies where they're always blowing things up and always see is these massive black clouds all over the place? How come Cor- they can get away with it, but we can't? Eh? How come? Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix there's Dave in Arizona. I think I'll try and get him in. there, Dave?
0: Hey, how's it going, Alan?
1: I'm hanging in here, Yep. <laughs>
0: hey, I just wanted to make a comment about the Al-Qaeda thing. Yeah. There was a really interesting documentary a few years ago called The Power of Nightmares.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: BBC. Mm-hmm. And they made a comment in there, which, you know, mm-hmm. was pretty interesting, that Al-Qaeda was a fictitious name made mm-hmm. to implicate bin Laden in the African embassy bombings under a RICO law statute. Yep. So, I mean, it's not even real.
1: It's not real. And then a CIA uh, operative that, that retired admitted that al-Qaeda eventually became used as a, a loose term uh, for a, a particular radio um, connection they'd all call into for, for connecting with people in the Middle East, the different agents and all the rest of it, CIA agents. And they called it Al Qaeda, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, basically, is this like their, you know, like the made up boogeyman, the, the big brother, the, you know?
1: hmm. But they've got to have perpetual war. They can't ram the changes through and change, uh, turn your whole way of life upside down in a, a short period of time. They cannot do that unless they go through a war type scenario. And that's what it's all for
0: to just create some kind of an enemy that isn't there to pass
1: their agenda. Yes, and of course they can give you the occasional mind control patsy. Uh, that's old, old stuff. Uh, they can do that with, uh, for any situation. I mean, the next thing you'll find is some guy who... That, I mean, how far could you want to go with imagination? How about, how about explosives and your dental fillings? You, you could imagine anything that you want. There's no end to it, you see. And, yeah, and, I
0: mean, I remember they used to say that people were smuggling in drugs or dead babies and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's kind of like the same deal like that, only now it's explosive.
1: Uh, that's right. So they can carry this on for as long as they want. But remember, the whole world is changing as this happens. We've accepted so many losses of freedom uh, in the last few years that if you're conscious at all, it's, you're, what you're living in now is almost unrecognizable. and And the worst is yet to come.
0: Really, just like kind of like a merger with China or
1: something? It's a merger with the whole planet. The whole planet is coming under this scenario. I mean, this is a world war. People don't realize this whole farce that they've got going right now is a world war. That everybody who's signed on to the United Nations is under anti terrorism warfare laws right now. Uh, This is a world war. And remember what Carol Quigley said the main purpose of war, apart from looting all the resources that you want for the private businesses. Uh, The main purpose is to change the cultures on all uh, sides and all participants because government takes over more and more uh, rights over the general public and all different departments and areas. That's what's happening right now. We're living through this, and we're into what literally is a police state. And it hasn't become evident to everyone yet. Some people in some big cities have noticed it already, but we're already into a police state, which is to get even worse. We have no rights of privacy whatsoever at all. And of course, now they're chucking out all rights to even enter your, your homes. They've got maybe six, seven, maybe even ten laws in Canada when they can come in without any kinds of warrants, and they're adding to them all the time. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling. So, from Hamish, myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your God's goal with you.